This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guests are Lamar and Lamont Dixon, twin brothers who have experienced alternate realities, which today we're going to talk about. Lamar, welcome back. And Lamont, nice to meet you for the first time. Yeah, we finally did it, Jeff. We got him here. Mm -hmm. Lamar was on about a year ago or so, and a lot of you weren't with me here on the podcast. So I'm going to kind of have Lamar start with reviewing what happened first. And then we'll go into Lamont's version. I'm going to start with the experience that led into him having the same experience. So this was probably around 2017. I was working law enforcement at the time. Um, I remember finishing my shift up and I went to sleep that night. When I woke up that morning, I still felt this... uh, this tiredness. I was still tired. Felt like the the sleep that I had wasn't adequate enough. So the wife was in the kitchen making breakfast. I got up, I had breakfast with her and I just told her, you know what, I'm going to go back and I'm going to lay down because I need to go to sleep, which we both thought was weird. So I, I go to the room and I'm laying down. And as I'm getting ready to drift off uh, into sleep, I hear this loud buzzing, more more like a hum or a sustained note. Um, and it's just going off in my ear. And I'm I'm awake and I know I'm awake. And then I feel this vibration. Now it was it wasn't like my body was vibrating. It was like maybe my inner. I don't know, uh, soul or whatever you want to call it was vibrating at such a high, like a high frequency or a high rate, um, like tuning forks. Like it was, it was something inside of my body trying to, uh, escape out of it. So I'm in this state and everything starts to fade down. Like it starts to dissipate, but while it's dissipating, I hear this, uh, I want to say it's like a radio transmission, um, just this frequency. And I felt part of this frequency. And I've started picking up on these uh, voices. And what was strange was it was like voices that you would have during a phone call. They were just like that close in my ear. And so when I'm listening to them, they're just these normal conversations that I've tuned into nothing really like uh, direct towards me, but as if they're speaking to someone else. A particular lady came through and she was so ups- upset about something and she was trying to get her point across. I mean, this has been a while. I don't remember the exact conversation that was being had, but I could sense that she was just uh, upset and frustrated. And then it was like someone would turn a dial and then I would be broadcasting like, um, what I believe to be was like NASA. They were having these communications. It was like back and forth. Um, 
COM1 or Houston this and that, talking about like this command module. There was something wrong with the with the module. And I thought, oh, wow, at this time, I'm still alert and co coherent. Maybe can't move, but if I thought about it, I could move at any point or snap out of it. But I was just in the in-between where I just, I just stayed in it. Not really fearful, but it was so new to me. I just kind of wanted to see where it went. And I'm having all these thoughts at the same time. And then it would transition into like a, um, a radio station. I started picking up a radio station and the DJ was going through his set list. And I thought, oh, wow, what, what is this about? Because I don't have like an AM, FM radio in my room. I don't have any of that stuff. And then I kind of lost myself in this in-between and it sucked me up and it went to a dream. And this dream was vivid. I don't remember the details, but I woke, I woke from the dream and I had all this memory of what happened. So I immediately uh, walked to the kitchen. Uh, wife is still there. And I tell her, hey, I had this experience. I was like in this in-between, I felt like I was a frequency. I'm hearing things. And at, and at this time, I'm like, oh, I hope I'm not going crazy. I hope this is not a, like a psychotic break or something if I'm going schizophrenic. And I started like self-evaluating. Well, normally that's an onset that, you know, comes on in your late 20s. That's like the, you know, the peak of it and this and that. And do I tell someone? And I started rationalizing, no, I'm a cop if I tell somebody they're going to think I'm crazy. I could be fired. So I just dealt with it. Fast forward to uh, two weeks later. Oh, I even told you at one point, you told me the next, you told me the next day. Yeah. I told you the next day. Yeah, that's right. But um, I really didn't deep dive into it because I was still trying to figure it out. So two weeks after that experience, I had another one and um, the same symptoms came about the vibration, the ringing of the ears, and the locked in the in-between is what I like to call it now. So um, the sounds and the vibration go away, and then here comes the radio signals again. Here comes the, I swear, someone turning a dial, and it's adjusting my frequency to pick up these different sounds. Well, I hear more people chattering, and I go, well, if I can hear them, I wonder if they can hear me. So consciously I'm having this conversation with myself and I tell myself, hello, can anyone hear me? And no one responded back as I'm putting out this conscious thought. So I go, so I thought to myself, okay, well, this is strange. I can hear all this, but I can't relay any information to them. So it's just as if I'm just a random listener um, like a one-way signal. Yeah, almost. like a one-way signal. And I'm just able to just tap in to their signal, but they can't do the same. But it felt like if they were aware, they could, if that makes sense. Right. So I thought to myself, okay, this is really, really strange. And I'm still able to have these coherent thoughts is what was like taking me for a ride. So toward the end of that the second experience, another DJ transitions, comes in. And this time he gives a name in a radio station. And he said, his name is Chad Clifford out of the South Bend. 
I'll never forget that name. That's because, when we were living in Wyoming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a thousand miles away. Yeah. You told me that the same day you had it, like literally an hour after you had awoken from that. Right. right. And so I got a name this time, Chad Clifford from South Bend Radio. He was playing a kind of an oldie modern song. And I thought, okay, great. I was telling myself, Lamar, remember this name, Chad Clifford, Chad Clifford, Chad Clifford. I kept repeating it. Went through the psycho, had another lucid dream. Um, and I woke up and the wife is in uh, bed with me. And I said, aha, babe, I have a name. I want to see if this is real. This is what is going to, I believe, help me from thinking that I'm going crazy. So I told her the name and instantly she Googles the name and there he goes. He pops right up, Chad Clifford out of South Bend. And I thought to myself, holy shit. Yeah. Like what, what's going Vindicated. on? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Vindicated, but still like, what did I tap into? It's like X-Men or Xavier from X-Men. You know, how you can right. channel and get all these. Right. So even better when we, when we Googled him, um, it, he had a, uh, you could push play on one of his, uh, older, like, uh, uh, DJ sessions. And I thought to myself, well, let me at least see if the voice matches what I remember. So I pressed play and I was, and he, he started to speak and I was like, oh, well, that's him. I know it's him. Right. I was right there in the studio with him. Cause that's how close it was for me. And when I got that validation, I was just so relieved, but yet so lost as if to how am I able to hear a radio station over a thousand miles away with clarity um, through this in between that I was in. I think that that same day we, my wife and I, once you told us, we came to your house I know it was a Sunday because we were watching a football game and we were going over the whole experience. And I was like, I was dumbfounded as to how, well, one, I believed you, but on the other hand, I was kind of like, what kind of uh, weird nightmare, you know, did you have, or was it right. a lucid dream? Right. Because we were already reading um, uh, a lucid dream book. Right. You know, so I was like, okay, it's just, there has to be something more to it. Yeah, but, it, and I was trying to get my point across. It was not a dream. Like what happened to me was this real state of like consciousness. Did you ever hear a pop and exit your body? Not in this particular instance, but fast forward, because this is still ongoing it's, and it's still occurring. I did leave my body um, in, in, a, in a different episode. Um, but as far as that, no, there was no pop. There's no out of body. There's just this sense of half in my body, kind of half out, but like a frequency. So I felt that I was the frequency that could channel and just had that freedom to go in and out of like uh, this like consciousness um, in between. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, um, it's so strange. So when I tell my brother about it, um, I was just glad that he believed me, the wife believed me, his wife believed me, and it left me feeling, okay, now we, we have to figure this out. Right. And then so two weeks later, after I told you, you had an experience. Oh, yeah. So uh, 
yeah, it was it was about two weeks. And uh man, I mean it would in order to tell this, in order to explain how significant this is, I would have to go back on a bunch of things, which we probably don't even have the time to do that. But it was a Saturday morning and I had been up, well, I woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning and which is not unusual. And the first thing I would do was, okay, maybe I'd pop on YouTube or something or something to kind of quiet my mind because my thoughts kind of get sporadic. And so fast forward, it, it's roll around um, 5 a.m. I start to get a little tired, turn my phone off, put it on my, um, my nightstand next to me, and I start to fall asleep. So when I'm falling asleep, instantly I hear this, I don't want to say it's like a old school telephone ring, but it's more like a, a cell phone. When you put it on vibrate, you get this, this humming sound and this humming sound gets greater and greater and greater and the intervals get closer and closer. And then I'm noticing this going on. I'm totally aware. I'm totally conscious. I get this. I want to say sleep paralysis, but it's not. I can still kind of move. And um, it was just like once the vibration got more and more intense, instantly I was somewhere uh, in this reality, but somewhere in a, um, it is so hard to explain. Yeah, I bet it is. Like a, uh, it's like a time zone or it's like this nothing. It's like this nothingness, but it's a everything. And now I'm feeling like if I said, hey, Jeff, those words that came out of my mouth, I feel like I'm that source of words that came out of my mouth. I'm vibrating. I'm moving like that. I'm almost like a EKG uh, rhythm. If you look at it on the monitor, that's how I feel. I feel myself pulsating up and down. And every time I would hear something, you know, that would be me. And then everything went silent. And then I start hearing uh, this woman slowly saying, uh, you know, this is today's sports uh, she carried on about Kobe Bryant and Kobe Bryant uh, retiring his number and the Lakers are this, this, and that. I can't remember every little detail, but I remember being her voice, my voice, my everything. And I remember hearing all of these things um, come in and for the life of me, I could not make it stop. And so I started to freak out. Like I was really freaking out like okay I want out of this how do we how do I do this um totally conscious and once I started to freak out and fight it the ringing came back but it went from a ringing to a solid tone just like a and then there was no flash there was no nothing I was just 
My eyes were wide open. I was up. I didn't even feel like I got any rest. I didn't feel groggy. I just felt like I was still trying to fall asleep. And when I woke up, I don't even call it a wake up, but I was just laying in bed and I was there. And I looked at my wife and she was asleep. And it was like, how in the world does she not feel me shaking? Or it almost felt like I was having a seizure at the time. Like, how does she not hear me or feel this bed shake as violent as I felt like I was moving? Yeah. I woke her up. I explained everything to her. And immediately she was like, oh, no, you're going through the same thing your brother's going through. Yeah. And I'm like, if this is what he felt and this is what he went through, I'm like, oh, no, like I am not wanting to go through this again. And she goes, well, what did you hear? And I go, I heard this woman, a sports announcer saying Kobe Bryant's number was being retired. So she immediately turned on the uh, ESPN and sure as shit um, about. 10 minutes into us watching it, this, it wasn't the same woman, but it was a different woman saying Kobe's Kobe Bryant's number had been retired. So, and I had no knowledge of that, um, before. Yeah. So, and I was like, well, what do you, what do you make of it? And she goes, I don't know. I think we need to get on the, uh, you know, Google and try to research what you guys are going yeah, through. I was already knee deep trying to figure out what we were going through. It didn't want, but when you told me the story, I said, well, so what are those chances? I tell him what's going on with me. And it kind of seemed like it kind of awakened something up in you. Right. I don't know if it's something that was just transferable, something that maybe we forgot that we could do. If it's a twin thing, I don't know. But it's nothing we can turn on or, or turn, turn off. But with, but with that said, it does come with a, uh, We've put it together that it comes through sleep deprivation. Right. But I even looked up um, uh, sleep paralysis and I was like, okay, well, what if we're having these really vivid dreams and it's like sleep paralysis and we're having uh, lucid type dreams. But I was, I'm pretty sure I'm like, I'm not even sleep. Like I am totally coherent throughout this whole process. I had another one, which it really made me question everything that I think reality is. Right. And so I went through the whole vibration, like totally used to it now, but I'm terrified of it. And this time I'm laying on a, um, what feels like a hard surface. And in the background, there's this woman and she's saying, um, well, she's talking to a group of people, and I kind of feel like these group of people are located on my left side, and they're kind of in a conversation with themselves. And then I feel like this lady who's talking is on my right side towards my, my feet, but in some kind of vocal booth because her, her sound was muffled in a way of uh, which I cannot explain, but I could hear so clear. And she's saying, Oh, um, he's not supposed to be here. And I felt like that was directed to these guys on the left. Cause all of a sudden the whispers and the chatter stopped and she goes, um, and she, she, she muddles something and she goes, uh, 
And she's directing this to me. She goes, uh, you'll be fine. Uh, your family's fine. You're fine. Relax. And I'm thinking to myself, why is this woman telling me this? Mm -hmm. And like, who are you? What, 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 what the hell's going on here? Right. But there was no fear. It was just a, I'm uncomfortable. I want to get out of this as soon as possible. And the, the woman sensed that. And she was like, you're fine. Your family's fine. And then she was telling these guys like, hey, we're, we're figuring this out, right? We're, 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 he's not supposed to be here. She had a concerned, um, she had a concerned voice because I cannot see her. And so my imagination is drawn up what I think is going on, but I couldn't see anything. But I did feel this hard surface I was laying on. And once she calmed me down, it was like, boom, back in my bed. If I even left my bed, maybe the hard surface was the bed, but it definitely felt hard. Didn't really feel like the bed. And I was up. And every time I come back from these situations, it's like there's no grogginess. I don't feel tired. I just feel like, you know, yeah, you were everything just, is normal. Yeah, you were out in a different um I was taking the jog in the cosmos yeah, and came back yeah, and was like, back. Yeah, back. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, same here, but it's it's just crazy how it you are you, but you're in this different space. Right. I've had a couple of near-death experiencers claim that during their experience, they woke up in a pod like the Matrix. And I've also even had one woman claim that basically we are all living on a starship traveling from one planet to another planet because we destroyed our last planet. And while we're traveling, we're in this simulated reality until we get to the next place. And you heard something from NASA and Lamont saying, you know, he's laying somewhere and people are talking around them. It kind of, you know, sounds similar to me. What are y'all's take on that? We can't disprove it. Like, I don't have anything or data wise to disprove it. We can only go by like our experience. Right. But, but I will say, cause uh, we, cause it's ongoing. Um, I've, I've had another one where, to go back to your point, Jeff, where I was lying on the ground and this lady, I could see a silhouette of her, um, her eyes and hair and partial of her nose and the rest was like this bright light, the silhouette. And I'm laying on the ground and she tells me, um, she like introduces herself kind of, but she tells me, I am so impressed that you are able to, to, to do this, you're, that you're able to tune in and to see me and have this um, interaction. And I'm thinking to myself, how are you, how are you impressed? I'm impressed because I don't know who you are, but what, like, where am I? She seemed so impressed that I was able to get into that space with her. And she kind of like told me, you, it's, it's funny to me that you think that death is leaving your body. And she was kind of saying, you forfeited your life to go experience the physical body. Meaning that coming to this existence was us forfeiting um, our consciousness um, to, go, to go experience this 3D 
um, physical life. So, and that's what a lot of what experiences that I've been having. So yeah. it, it, it would kind of make sense if we were in this pod per se, and they are able to connect every soul or every body that we're traveling in space into this hive mind. Yeah. And we play out this physical experience as a joint, as a whole. I don't know anything about no pod business. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to yeah. relate to right. it. That would be the case. I, I, I really don't know. I'm a big fan of I don't know. And I know my imagination can draw uh, pretty detailed things. But if we're out on a spaceship and this is like a simulation or um, if, okay, I'll put it like this. What if I'm having to have an imagination of what I think is going on? I think that we're all in this huge uh, cosmic ethereal web. It's encapsulated itself around this planet and our consciousness are tied into it. And there's not one uh, living being that is not... Um, tied to it per se. And I'm just trying to come off the top of the head as to what I think it is. I think we're all tied in one way or another. And somehow, some way, like he said earlier, maybe there's a higher source that can just pluck the web the wrong way or our frequency and our consciousness gets tuned to something else that we can pick up on. Because I often wonder, like, are my ideas my ideas or are they a shared collective idea? And I've just picked up on some of that information. Right. It's the best way I could uh, describe it versus yeah. trying to uh, come up with any other yeah. means. I think the the means is definitely a eye of the beholder. I think some people, when they have these experiences, they go, man, I really feel like I was in a spaceship and we're traveling around. And I think others think, oh, man, this is a source or. Well, yeah, because whatever it is for me, it's obviously it's our truth. Right. Because when I got the fact that uh, I could hear that radio announcer, OK, that validated for me my truth. So that just goes to me and says, hey, we're connected in some way like this web or whatever or this right. pod or whatever that we are able to hear one another outside of our physical bodies. Right. Like and there's, I, there's some entanglement there. I totally think, um, and I believe everyone should, should think this. If we are possible as human beings and we have all of these things that we manifested around us to make us comfortable, then anything should be possible. Right. Hands down. Right. Since our last podcast together, I've had more people tell me that just before they have an OBE, they have this buzzing sensation like you guys have. And then they think quite often they have the pop and then they're out. I never had a pop. I, but but I fell out of my body once. I, I had the buzzing sensation, correct, but I didn't have the pop. And I just kind of fell out of my body rolling off the bed. And I knew it. And I thought to myself, there's my body. And I'm walking around my bed. I'm fully alert. I'm still, I'm still me. I'm walking around my bed and I go to the door, but I feel like this magnet 
there was always this constant pull between the body and me. And it always felt like it was trying to suck me back into my body. Right. I could feel part of my face and body right. being stretched out or uh, to my physical body. And so when I was opening the door, I opened the door, I was going down the hallway and my wife and mother were having a conversation. And right before I got to the end of the hallway, I don't know if I just keep giving up or if I just lose the train of thought or focus, but it sucked me right back into my body and I, and I always wake up instantly. And then of course my wife and her mother were having a conversation. Right. So I don't know what part of the subconscious picks that up, but I definitely left my body and it was like in real time. It right. wasn't like I was somewhere else at a different, it was all going on in real time. Right. And so things like that have, have happened but never to the point where I just totally separate. And the only time I've ever really separated was during my NDE. That was when I knew for a fact, hundred percent, I was outside yeah, my body. You were gone. I was gone. I know. Cause I've, I've had some where, I mean, I've got so many of these stories. There's no way I could probably share them all, but um, there was one when I was living in the state of Washington, uh, my ears were ringing and I fight, like hell to not go through the experience. The one thing that works for me, if I can muster the strength to do it is if I reach out and I touch my wife, the whole experience is shut down. It completely just goes away. And so I've been able to fight that. It's almost like I have a remedy for it. And most people say, oh, just go with it. I don't like it. So I don't like to go with it. I don't like to experience it because it scares me. But this one time where I couldn't grab my wife, my ceiling fan started to turn so fast. And then it started to break away into like these little nano uh, portions, which made it was almost breaking down into the nomenclature of the ceiling fan. And I felt my face. Uh, as fast as it rotated, my face, well, it felt like my face was picking up the speed and the rhythm of the fan. And I'm like, woom, woom, woom. And I'm being pulled and I'm trying, or I think I'm trying to grab the sheets on the bed and pre prevent myself from being sucked into this fan. And no matter how hard I try, the harder I tried, the more my body wanted to go to the fan. And the more angrier I got and the more I did not want to experience it, it would just be something that just shuts it off. Almost saying that there's something conscious on the other side picking up the disturbance, or unwillingness yeah. of me wanting to experience it, and it just shuts it down. Right. Because it, it's almost like it doesn't want me to have a bad experience, but it keeps calling. And, you know, we we wrote a song, um, and I call it The Ring. And it's almost like someone's calling me saying, hey, if you pick up, you know where you're going, and you're going to experience this. And I'm at the point where it's like, stop calling me. I don't want to experience it anymore. Yeah. Do you think it's possible that you guys as children have an experience where you've lost time? No, but we've had a, we shared a similar dream before as children. As children. 
and we didn't deep dive in it because well, we, we still we, had this innocence about us and yeah. there was nothing there was nothing coming in giving us any dirty feedback as to what it would yeah. be we were so young when we had it we just knew to tell each other right away and we was like yeah we, we just had the same dream yeah um, i think we were about nine years old and he said hey did you have a dream um our older brother died in the park across the street and i said yeah i had the same dream and, and take in mind our older brother is still with us so mm-hmm. um the dream obviously didn't come true in, but the, in but this the dream was but the dream was vivid and real. Exact to how he that. saw it and how I saw it. Yeah. Now, now has your brother had any experiences like no. you guys? No, no, none, none that he's told us. And Lamar is always, uh, he's been more outspoken about all this. I just want to, because this ties into our music. Um, I just want to write music based on the rhythms that I hear from these episodes and the experiences and the emotion that I feel. Um, but Lamar wants to get it out there and let people know. Me, I know people like to judge people and um, they don't want to hear anything that challenges their reality. So I was really against a lot of this, but I kind of realized like, hey, if I'm going to do music and that's another form of getting out and letting this expression be known. And we might as well sit and talk about it. And I might, we might have a viewer that knows someone that has answers for us and can help, uh, you know, turn this button off. Like I don't, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He, he still struggles with it, but I've kind of just like go with it. It's, I realize now that we're not going to get rid of it and it comes when it comes like it's, there's no controlling it. Sometimes you don't even have to be sleep deprived before it, 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 the experience just takes hold. And sometimes you don't even have any control over it at all. Right. I thought it was gone after I didn't have one in for like six months. And I thought, Hey, it's gone. And then just when you, uh, you know, least expect it, it pops. Now I don't even get the ringing anymore. I'll just, uh, I'll dream. And then I'm in it. Yeah. Like you have no control. What was surprising though, Jeff, when I first, had this experience is uh, back in, I want to say it was two years ago when I had that, my NDE. Um, and real quick for that, um, we did a podcast on it. Um, but uh, I have sleep apnea. And so um, there was a time where I probably, I think I was, I don't know how long I was going, but um, m- my wife always wakes me up and elbows me in the ribs. You're not breathing. Like, wake up, roll over. So I'm dreaming, and I can only assume that I stopped breathing. And I'm I'm in this uh, black space with galaxies and stars and this void. And I can see as far to the right to the cosmos and to the left of the cosmos, as far as that, uh, you know, the the eye could take you. And in that space, it's, it's, it seemed familiar. Um, it's almost as if the experience that we got beforehand was prepping me to acknowledge and be present during my NDE of, Hey, this is that same space. You haven't fully got here, but now that you're here, look where you are, look at everything. And as I'm doing that, um, I'm looking around and I'm just fascinated by all the galaxies and the planets and you know, all the stars that are around me. And I've had this overwhelming sensation 
of love, this like blanket that just comforted me. And I knew it was from, I knew it was from the universe or however you put it. Um, and I knew it was, it was okay because it was telling me that everything is okay. But at yet, but at the same time, where I was at was so mesmerizing. It, it was so captivating that it demanded my attention. And I think last time we had this conversation, Jeff, you asked me, that was, was I thinking about my family and stuff? And I, I had no time to even think about that. It was so demanding that it, it made me really appreciate where I was, where I was at the time. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and I'm looking around, I'm looking around and I'm having all these thoughts come back in like, Lamar, you should have did this. You wanted to do that with your life. Um, how come you didn't do it? It was almost like the universe was telling me you had a goal and you weren't doing it. So kind of like get your, get your shit in order, get in gear and do it. But I thought it was too late at that point. I'm still reflecting as if I'm never going to go back to earth at all. And then, so I looked down at what I think were my feet, which that was non-existence because I was, I had the feeling that I had this physical body, but it wasn't there but I still had the sensation that I had hands and feet. Right. And I, I'm looking down, if you can say down, because there is no up, right, or left. And I see this, this tunnel and it's got like smoke vapor or clouds inside the tunnel. And I can see it stretched from both sides of the universe. And then I'm looking at all the vapor go to the left. And I looked and I said, well, that's curious. It's a tunnel. And the moment that I thought about the tunnel, I didn't have to say, I want to move to the tunnel. I thought about the tunnel and I was instantly in it. And as I'm in the tunnel, I could see, and I thought to myself, right. And I got into the, to the tunnel, like, Oh shit, this is the tunnel that everyone speaks about when they say that they're dying, they're right. going, they're going to heaven or whatever yeah. the case may be. I'm in this tunnel and I'm moving at a high rate of speed. But when I look outside the tunnel, things kind of look like they're going fast, but I'm able to pick things out like, Oh, that's a galaxy there. Or, Oh, that's a planet over there. And all these things are being downloaded into me about where we came from, about who I was, what did I, what I signed up to do and about understanding and connection with humanity and you're a part of it and this and that. It's like all rushing in and it's not words that are being said to me. Right. It's like through pure information. Yeah. But it was tailoring itself to my beliefs to make, right. to make things okay for me. And yeah, I wish uh, I had the vocabulary to explain to your audience what it is that I'm going through. I just don't know the words. I don't even know if there, if there are words, it would seem like I would need a, a physicist and a poet in this room right now to explain exactly what is occurring. Yeah. in a whole new dictionary In a whole new. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when I'm going, when I was going through that tunnel, like the colors, I could tell you their colors I've never seen before because I've never seen them before, but I couldn't tell you it was red. I couldn't tell you it was green. Right. I could make up a name, but it still wouldn't express the color that I saw. And those are the same visions I get, but I don't get them nowhere near as how you got it. Yeah. Well, th and this for me was a whole different, right. whole different trip. And then it was, so as I'm going through this tunnel and up and down these like fictitious hills and at the precipice, and I'm just in this ride. Um, I get to this big old planet, this globular mass of a planet, and it it's like exuberating so much color and life and consciousness and love and your home. 
And I was almost there to the point where I felt like I was going to be like, you know, on Star Trek where they get energized up. I felt like my body was being particleized out and going to go into this like planet or whatever it was. And so I started to give up and give in. And then like this big hand just stopped me and said, no, you can't go any further than this. If I let you further than this, I cannot bring you back. It didn't tell me that. Right. It just, it just, I, I kind of knew it. And I thought, oh, wow, what, that's such a shortcoming. Like, I really want to go there. And then the hand was like, it knew. Maybe because the conversation I had when I realized I was out of my body, that I had these regrets, that I didn't do what I wanted to do, it kind of knew and it said, no, not yet. And it pushed me back through the tunnel and back into my body. Right. And then I think so from that experience, I was like, I thought this all led up, all this, what we've gone to led up to my NDE. And it still gave me a part of myself, you know, about the experience leading up to it. It, it, it just told me so much about myself and what you and I experienced. And I'm just like, I'm at the point now where I don't want to take it for granted. Uh, I'm on the fence. I kind of like it and I'm still trying to learn from it versus you're, you're just putting up this fight to not want to, to not want it exist in your life right Right. now. I want to, but I get, but I get that as well. I want to take you guys in a little different direction. I think it's really appropriate since I finally got twins on at the same time. Do you guys think that you're part of a soul group and you've known each other for hundreds, <laughs> if not thousands of years and yeah, we, decided that, hey, let's go, let's go to Earth together this time and hang out? You know out. what? You know, you know what? what's funny? I'll tell you. You know what's funny that you bring that up? Because during our, our podcast, Jeff, it's funny that you would bring that up. It's a synchronistic moment. It is. It is. We, we talk about that. We talk about what if we were best friends and we, we said, hey, you know what? One of our friends came back with this super gorgeous aura of love and, and, and life learning. And he told us that, hey, I went to I went to Earth and did that thing on Earth. Yeah. And we were like, wow, man, you look really great. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, buddy, you want to go and try this Earth thing yeah. together? We can just take these two bodies, pick our parents. Yeah. And go get our spiritual buffness. Yeah. Yeah. And just go, our. Yeah. I've, I've conquered earth. Yeah. This is, and this is how you look when you conquer earth. Yeah. And we made a decision, a conscious decision. Okay. We're going down to earth and we're going to do that. Not only are we going to do that, but we are going to pick our parents and we are going to, um, have a little struggle in our life and we are going to accomplish certain aspects for a three dimensional world. And my brother said, uh, we hand this ticket to the ticket master and the ticket master says, Oh, this is going to be a beautiful ride. This is, you're going to, you guys are going to have a beautiful life. And we get in this proverbial capsule shot down to earth to our handpicked parents. Right. But unbeknownst to us, he completely, the, the ticket master completely changed everything up for us. Yeah. <laughs> we still came out as twins, but we got more of a struggle than what we signed up yeah. for. <laughs> and then, and then give you a drop of a hint of what the afterlife was like through these experiences right. that we, there'll be pieces that you, we won't delete from your code. You're going to know that you came from a particular place, but it's going to seem almost, um, unreal, unreal. Or, to you. Yeah. You don't want to believe it. 
Yeah. So I'm I'm glad you you brought that up because we often yeah. often think about that. Yeah. Have you guys considered getting hypnotized to see if you can you know, pick up anything else from these experiences. I don't know if we need to get hypnotized. I mean, I could be thinking about something and two minutes later, he will call me with the exact idea. That to me is uh, a validation of there's something special going on here. Um, uh, Hypnosis would probably put me into a... uh, a place of um, once I've recalled all of this stuff, I'm my biggest fear is I don't want to know that. And now that I know it, you know, it may cause me detriment in the future. Yeah. Hypnosis to me is a scary thing because maybe there's some things I shouldn't, so, I shouldn't recall. Yeah. So I think he's referring to regression, but at the, the same, same thing, I don't want to. Yeah, re- <laughs> but at the same time, that like with Jeff, I think what he's getting at is, what if it brings up something very enlightening or impactful that we forgot, or you know, right? But and, maybe and they can they can bring that out, and then us. maybe I don't want to remember that. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Maybe it's better um, in more ways than not than than what we can see. We don't right. know the totality of all the answers, but maybe it's better if I continue to go on this ride with as little information on the other side as possible so I can get this full experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause there's definitely someone calling me like there's someone calling me. I don't want to answer. They know I don't want to answer. And I kind of feel like that is some sort of entity testing my consciousness. Yeah. I mean, which per se. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but maybe that that might be an idea. Maybe I might explore that. You you can go because ahead because I'm do more that. open like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want any more parts of uh of you know what's going on. I mean, it's not that uh, I don't find it fascinating. I just find it um, it's just too frightening for me. I don't think I'm in a, a mental spot right now to um, appreciate appreciate it. it and fully take it in. Have you guys ever considered what is your purpose on earth? I think I figured out mine. Uh, when I was like during my NDE, I was telling myself, why didn't I do these things that I really wanted to do? So I think now that I've actually set my goals and, and priority, we're, we're doing this. We're event, we're uh, investing more time in our music and our podcast, being right. free, doing the things that we actually want to do while we're still here in the physical so I, I've just I've just given up the fear of what if this happens if I go out on my own or what if this happens like we can what if it all day but the only way to find out is to jump in with both feet and just get after it. And so for me that answer is different. Uh, in Wyoming, I had a, a this wasn't one of my ear ringing experiences. It was a vivid um, dream. In this dream, my brother and I were on stage by ourselves. Uh, performing music and there was this huge it sounds weird but there was this huge eyeball on stage with us and this eyeball was painting a picture for each audience member of or actually it was like a it was an eyeball but it was a mirror and it was telling each audience uh, who participated this is your life this is what you're going through through your life 
these two gentlemen are going to provide a soundtrack, a spiritual soundtrack for you at this time, right here, right now, to show you that we're all connected. And that dream has stuck with me. I've had that dream about maybe five years ago. And here we are today. I have never been in to synthesizers and wanting to create my own patches and modulate music. I was far from any of these ideas. Um, and for some reason, I wanted to pick up a synthesizer. Like this dream said, you're going to go get a synthesizer. You're going to create this for people. And so I did, and I found this huge passion for it. And I've got involved with people that have helped me explore these machines and bring out my true emotions for this. At the same time, I want to deliver this message to people that we are one conversation away from understanding each other. If we're possible, anything's possible. Nothing can be... Um, um, misconstrued. If you experience something and you know it to be real, your everything says it was real, then I believe that person experienced a real thing. And so I think what I'm supposed to do with this life is try and bring people together. I don't want to be on my deathbed thinking, did I do something for humanity or did I just waste this experience? Yeah. And there's something greater than me. And I think we all know as humans, there's something in us that tells us there's more to us than this. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to, whether you, whether you acknowledge it or not. Right. And so I want to, uh, I want to explore that and I want to score, uh, you know, that experience for an individual. Do you know what star seeds are? And if so, do you think you guys are star seeds? I do not know what yeah, star seeds elaborate are. with the star seed. I believe uh, star seeds are people who feel that before this lifetime they were on another planet or star system and they came here this time to come to earth to help out. Kind of feel like I am here to help. Yeah. But I also feel like I'm here to help, but whoever sent us, if we sent ourselves or a higher source sent us, they don't want us to know uh, our true identity. Just go down and, and help people come along. Right. You have to be a part of this paradigm shift. Yeah. And, yeah. A, like a collective change for everyone. I, I truly feel that like there's some part of me and him that, Hey man, we are supposed to do this. Right. Yeah. It's, it's something deep down that you feel when you find your calling, you're, you know, like I'm on the right path. Right. Yeah. And I, and I also believe that, um, it's more than what we think. Like we put as humans, we put all these blockers on us on, you know, how to think, what to think, what to believe in. I'm not saying any of it is bad. Um, but I think it's more than what we think. I think life, is so far from what we're we're thinking that you know we're supposed to be in this situation where we have to right. wake each other up. Have you noticed any synchronicities that oh you're on the God. right path with your podcast? <laughs> oh yeah, yes. oh yeah. Well, the one you just yes. said about what we think about, 
you know, where we came from was already a big synchronicity and that we've already talked about it. So by you bringing that up, it just goes to show what, right. where you're thinking too. Um, but we've had so many, it'd be hard to pinpoint. We've, we've had, we're, we're actually talking about, uh, and we just started this podcast, but we're talking about uh, the beginning of our journey till now. But I mean, for instance, when I started uh, investigating in synthesizers, um, I was following a guy on YouTube and he was giving great tutorials on how to get and, you know, how to start creating your own patches. Well, I was always like, I, if you put something in the, in this comment box, he's never going to uh, look at my comment over the thousands that he has. And my wife goes, put it into the universe, say it out loud, and he might respond. And then she also did uh, a couple of steps that I didn't know about to initiate contact with this individual. Lo and behold, he contacts us and he's totally happy with doing tutorials, private uh, teachings. And I was like, wow, I mean, who, who would have ever thought? And we are now probably more than best friends to the day. He is literally like our brother from another mother. He lives in Hawaii and he is going on this journey with us half of which he does free of charge because there's something that binds us. that bi and he feels it too. He's like, I, I, I almost feel like someone drew this up. Right. And we're supposed to be together. I mean, I'm not sure if he really feels that a hundred percent, but something tells me that he knows that my brother knows, wow, like this was supposed to happen. And everything is coming into uh, manifestation. Like everything we we thought of and we contemplated has come true. Has come true. Yeah. Well, what is the name of your podcast? It's called uh, Symptoms of Reality. Have you yeah. already published some? Like, is it on yeah. YouTube or on iTunes? Yeah. yeah. It's on YouTube. It's on um, uh, Rumble and what is it? Uh, Odyssey. Odyssey. She, she's still trying to get us. My wife's still trying to get us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and other outlets. And but, other but, outlets. but if you go to Symptoms of Reality and with a period at the end, um, we, we we probably already have like five uploads so far. Oh, that's great. I think five, yeah, five or six. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's funny is um, we actually go out um, and do field interviews and we talk to random people and ask them the most thought-provoking thing we can ask a stranger without being looked at as completely weird. Um, and people, believe it or not, stop and they, and they answer and uh, they take the time out to investigate to see what the, you know, what the hell we really want. And <laughs> why are we asking them these uh, crazy random things? And it's part of, um, I, it's just, there's something telling me that we need to be doing this. Like we have a purpose and if we think it's small, we need to uh, interact with these people and do this. Right. 
if people want to reach out to you and ask you questions or if they want to be a guest on your podcast, how would they do that? Uh, they could do that uh, through symptoms of reality. Um, through the uh, through the YouTube, but we, YouTube. we also have an email that we can probably yeah. give you later after this uh, podcast, and you can probably link it. Um, but, but it's going to be uh, Maryland at symptoms of reality um, with a period at the end at gmail.com. Symptoms of reality period at gmail.com. Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, guys, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? If you're not doing what you want to do and you're not following your dreams, then you're going to have to take some time out to say what your life is really about then. You're going to get caught up in the day-to-day and the ins and outs. But at some point, you're going to have to stop and reflect and, you know, say, what do I really want, you know, out of my life? And I would say, live that because this is all, it's just so temporary. And And I hate to see people just, you know, not do what they really want to do. I would say uh, ignore people um, that project negativity in your direction. You are you, uh, do you. And I heard a quote that stuck with me. I might butcher this, forgive me y'all, but it, it kind of went something like, uh, If you die now, you should be ashamed if you haven't done something positive for mankind. I probably butchered that, but that was the sum of it. And I just feel like you're one of the lucky ones to get a chance to experience this third dimensional process, to have one of these bodies. And if you don't do something Um, positive with it, then I kind of feel like you're doing it a disservice. So do what you want and help others. And, you know, be careful what you say. The universe will take that and carry it and it will take your intentions with it. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody likes it. It, it, You, we are all brave souls for coming here experiencing this is what I want to believe. Right. This is a very hard thing. I believe everybody was sitting here for a reason. Yeah. And there's love in everything, even love and negativity, you know, and just do the best you can do the best you can with it. Guys, thank you for your messages. Thank you for being my guest. And I wish you massive success with your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.